0: So here's the choice. Some people say the USA is finished. It's evil, a has-been, full of hate and injustice. The U.S. Constitution should be trashed and the Bill of Rights abolished. No free speech, no gun ownership. Competition and free markets are bad. We're all too stupid. For our own good, the government must own everything and know all your secrets. Other people say that America has created the freest, richest, happiest, most generous society that has ever existed in the world. That's why millions of people are desperate to come here and escape their brutal lives in Cuba, Venezuela, North Korea, and 100 other countries. In America, we have the right to succeed, the right to our own living, the right to have a family, the right to believe in God, the right to have our own ideas, the right to be safe and secure, and the right to be left alone. Where do you stand? Help us save the Constitution and restore the American dream. Go to SaveMyFreedom.com. Brought to you by the American Media Council.
1: The following is a live, copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com.
2: Welcome to the most exciting, entertaining, and sometimes informative show on earth, uh, remember, we're talking about general topics of law. Seek local counsel. Do, we are not giving you legal advice, unless, unless you're at the dinner table with your in-laws and they start telling you things and they keep saying they say. Counter them with the radio law talk says. We're okay with that. Don't use it in a court of law, but go ahead and use it to the with the in-laws. It's really good around Christmas time, Hanukkah. Thanksgiving in the 4th car, of July. A long the car, car ride. Well, you get, yeah, well, you yeah. get in, your significant other, you get you know, in an argument with, and they, th- they throw a, la- a. They say instead of just being smart and saying you're right, you just say, "Okay, let me tell you what Radio Law Talk says." Uh, like
1: no. I've, I've ooh, learned that, that lesson too. Ooh, that'll <laughs>
2: get them start. That'll get them, that'll get them going. Oh yeah, and so that's <laughs> always always do that. Oh, just you can even play them our music. You can even do this. Play this music.
0: Yeah,
1: get
2: the, get yeah this. play this music.
1: I've heard they say and he
2: said they said and you play this music, and it gets you going, and you're ready to argue with them.
1: There's a certain power position that comes out of the radio that, law talk theme, isn't that's there? That's
2: exactly right, and that theme is our theme, by you the way. Oh, it's sh- actually we bought the theme. So yeah, we, we had
1: not. someone approach us and say, "Can we use your theme on a video?" Uh, no,
2: no, you can't. Okay. That's exactly right. So, but anyway, Thanks we're going to talk me about me. a lot of fun things today. We're going to have a case or no case. We're going to, by the way, I won two three pointers, uh, three points on each. Those of you from KBRA ninety five point nine FM, Freer, Texas. Home of the Rattlesnake Roundup... Thank you for joining us. It's your first week. and I, You nailed it, by the way. Why, why did KBRA nail it this week? Because a lot of times we'll have three or four affiliates in one week that, that are uh, adding up or popping in. And I know I'm looking at the email. They're expecting two or three more within the next few weeks that so, are adding on. But but they've got it all to themselves today.
1: So congratulations to yeah. you, KBRA.
2: Yeah, KBRA uh, from Freer, Freer, Texas. But, but what I want to say is uh, we do a thing called Case or No Case. And what happens in case or no case is people love to hear the cases. Cal, our producer, three-time Emmy Award nominee but never a winner, is a phenomenal person in writing things up to trick us. Or he brings up a real case scenario. So we got to know, is it a real case? And if it is a real case, what's the outcome? We get a one point to determine if it's a case, and if we get the outcome, that's the second point. At the end of 50 points, after who knows, it could take a month, could take six months to get to 50 points all the other hosts have to buy that host dinner, and we want you to call in at 855-LAW-RADIO or 855 529 529 7234 and you can call in and say, this is what I think of case or no case, and you don't even have to get on the air, and Cal will give your opinion on the air.
1: And you know what? you can actually get... Four points out of this case. Or no can
2: case. I get four points?
1: Four to... points. You may. You just, won't, but you could. Okay, let's do. Let's and, just roll. And, and I'm the the way, so excited. The way you how can get the fourth that? point how is by identifying Ralphie's last name from the movie Christmas Story. Ralphie's now last it's time name. to play Case or No Case. It's not easy.
2: And we can't look on the internet. Just oh, so no, you know, no, those, no, no, those no. people no. out there, you, we can't look it up. And if you're going to call in... Don't cheat. Don't look it up. We it, this is on the honor system. Please, child. yes.
1: Oh, poor Ralphie from the movie A Christmas oh, Story. Oh no! How many times did he hear he would shoot his eye out with a BB gun? But this is a case where life imitates art. The Stanhope family of Blue Lake, Kentucky, was upset because their child Dwayne literally did shoot out his right eye with a Daisy BB pistol, yeah. losing sight in the eye permanently. They almost immediately sought counsel when the prognosis was announced. They wanted to know if they could file against Daisy BB Gun Company. And so uh, we can just start off of that. Fred, it all starts yes. with the fact that he was shooting a Daisy Powerline 426 CO2 air pistol, slightly different than a BB gun, but the damage had been done. So now, case Easy. or no case? Yeah.
2: Easy, Cal.
1: By the way, names have been changed to protect people in this. Just this because. is a
2: case because... I know that uh, there's a lot of warnings. There's issues of warnings. I do personal injury. Those of you who don't know, I'm a personal injury lawyer. That's the way I've always started. I've been doing personal injury cl- coming up to close to 30 years now, yeah. now. And uh, even though I'm a radio host, too. But let me tell you, uh, th- this is a typical case, probably one of the main cases that started. I don't know if I remember that it was Daisy, but I remember a similar suit to this. And so I'm saying it's a case and there's issues about warnings and about safeties and about in you know things there's some things you just can't protect i mean there's just there's just no way that you can stop uh, you know, something happening with a gun uh, many times. You can do the best you can, but sometimes things you happen.
1: You can't stop stupid, and you can't yeah, stop misuse, and you can't stop true. not using the instructions. That's and so. true. Yeah. But
2: mm-hmm. the thing is, I think early on, as this all came forth, more and more instructions and warnings, because you know, how that really works, because you read all the warnings oh, and everything. Every one You, you one of read the it. details yeah. of it yeah. in yeah. the in the instructions and on the ground. Have you ever seen, like, those blow-up, like, um, you know, they pull behind a boat; those little like inner tube things. That's like lined with warnings all the way yeah. down the There's side. There's like it's no like, point
1: to even getting one unless yeah. you really like to read a lot.
2: It actually, that's actually you need to still put them on. And I'm I'm the lawyer that sues about those, so I can't complain because I'm one of the ones that makes it happen, right? Yeah. Um, and so I'm gonna say it's a case, and the boy wins for getting a BB into his eye, and this is an early case, probably I can't remember the year, but this is an early case. So. Stanhope wins, uh, Dwayne wins, and, uh, f- and Daisy has to put more warnings or do safeties on their BB gun or pistol in this case. Well, here we go. All right.
1: The Federal Trade Commission uh-huh. uh, got involved in the case. Yes, the, so it is a case. They originally ordered the company to recall all 7.5 million Daisy Powerline CO2 pistols, but using a good legal team. Daisy negotiated a different settlement. But it
2: was a case, and but that was good.
1: And that was to spend a quarter of a million dollars in BB gun safety training for anyone who has a non-powder firearm out there. Oh. The civil case against Daisy is still unresolved.
2: Still? still
1: In 1981, still unresolved. Wow. But this Federal Trade Commission matter, which was not a court thing, it was just a complaint, the F.T.C. said. Right. Yeah, and they negotiated a different settlement with them. Wow. So I think we're going to say probably it was a case because it was yeah, a legal case. Yeah,
2: that's a three-pointer for uh, me. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah How mm. much are you going to give me, Cal? Well, we got to tell me Ralphie's last name, and then you get oh, four. Oh,
2: Ralphie. <laughs> oh, Ralphie's last name in yeah. a Christmas story, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, you'll Ralph... shoot your eye out, kid. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know, I know.
2: Ralphie... <laughs> Ralphie Malphy? No, Ralphie. That was <laughs> that's no, that, happy days. That's happy days. <laughs> hey, is that a half a point? No. <laughs> Let's see. Call eight five five Law Radio if you can help me. If, if you uh, just Google, it, don't call. We I can't. I can't uh, believe yeah. that 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 my co-hosts that usually listen in uh, aren't texting me. I'm that I'm
1: surprised they can't tell you the name. I, Ralph mm-hmm. Ralphie.
2: I don't. I don't know his last name, Cal. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. What's it start with? What's the first letter?
1: P. And it and it is Ralphie and it has to do with a very popular pen name. Ralphie Nom de Plume.
2: Ralphie Uh Sharpie. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is, Cal. I can't get It's take not that.
1: Stanford, it's not Bick. It is Ralphie Wait for it. Ralphie Parker.
2: Ralphie Parker.
1: And that, folks, and you just hang on to that. That will come in handy. As a trivia question at a future Christmas party.
2: Ralphie Parker. Ralphie
1: Parker was his last name, a, according to the script. And he's
2: the BB gun guy. Remember, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's
1: the BB gun guy. He's the BB gun guy. Wow, yeah.
2: Ralphie Parker. But I get three points? You get three
1: points, Fred. That's wow. not as good as nine four. But it's nine points
2: the, in one day. How do you like that? And
1: That'll teach these guys did, not to show know, up. It
2: seems like when they're next to me, I just I panic. You freeze,
1: Fred. I freeze, I panic.
2: Well, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the most interesting Drug bust and what they found in the drug bust when we come back.
1: All right, stay tuned. There's more Radio Law Talk coming right up. Hold on with Fred Penny. Law talk dot com. This portion of Radio Law Talk is brought to you by Strauss Naturals. For more information, go to StraussNaturals.com. That's S T R A U S S, StraussNaturals.com.
0: Wayne Elliott here to tell you about my experience with Strauss Naturals heart drops over the past 20 years. Strauss Heart Drops saved me back then and changed my life forever. It's hard to describe how invigorating it is when you support your healthy blood flow everywhere. There is scientific evidence that Heart Drops ingredients help maintain healthy lipid concentration. Cholesterol is in the blood lipid group. This supports blood flow, our body's most important function. I was able to maintain a healthy heart and blood flow. Strauss Heart Drops work, I can assure you. No contraindications with pharma drugs. Strauss Heart Drops are safe and Strauss guarantees your satisfaction with a hassle-free guarantee so you can't go wrong and certainly have nothing to lose. I've seen folks taking heart drops that have greatly improved their lives. Available online at StraussNaturals.com. Thank you very much. These products may not be right for you. Always read and follow the label 800-918-1376 918 1376 That's
1: 800-918-1376 Boys are weird.
3: When you were a little kid and you thought about what you wanted to be, teaching was at the top of your list. But things changed. And as you got older... Teaching didn't seem like the best option anymore, so you're thinking you'll be something else. But what would your 12-year-old self say? Now you want to be a doctor. You don't think teachers save lives 25 at a time? An actress? Try playing a different role every time the bell rings. How about a scientist? Ever heard of physics, chemistry? Who do you think teaches that? Teachers today are breaking down obstacles, finding innovative ways to instill old lessons and taking learning far beyond the four walls of the classroom. It's time to recognize that great things are happening in teaching and put it back on your list. Don't try to convince yourself otherwise. You had it right the first time. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. I didn't know what to do about it. I tried counting calories, I took pills. Eating and eating and then more eating. I really wanted to stop, but nothing could make me stop. At one point, it was so bad that I just felt like giving up. I felt so alone. Like nobody else could
1: possibly understand.
3: We understand. We're Overeaters Anonymous, and we have helped thousands of people just like you. People who want to stop their compulsive eating and start living a healthy, rewarding life. Overeaters Anonymous helped me get my life back. Now I eat in a way that's healthy and good for me. I never
1: realized what I was missing out on.
3: With OA, I am living again and loving it. Start living the life you deserve with help from Overeaters Anonymous. Find us on the web at OA.org. Boys
1: are weird. That's true. This is is radio law talk
2: so what's scary with police officers as they go in and and, and f- find themselves in situations that they have to react properly is um trying to figure out you know what, what's being pointed at them and, and be
1: second guessed for the rest of their lives right, in and, many that's, cases. and that's
2: the sad part and right. i know we got a lot going on in this country about this but uh but I, my dad's a former police officer, and I, and I know what the police officers go through. And it's, uh, believe me, there's good and bad in everything, Cal. Lawyers, police officers, plumbers, radio hosts, you know, all that stuff. Um, not too many radio at least not radio law talk. But here's the deal. What, what happens, what do you do when something's pointed at you or you have these guns pop up? And, and, and how do you react as a police officer? And this is what really scares me now. This case we're going to discuss. And, and why it scares me is it's going to be a no-win situation for the, the criminal or non-criminal person and or the police officer. So they do this drug raid. This drug raid uh, occurs in North Carolina. As they do this drug raid, uh, they find all these guns, right? Typical drug raid, you know, and the, these guys are doing cocaine and, and they found 2300 in cash. Uh, And they're doing what's called mushrooms also. But the sad thing about it, I see the picture. Go to the internet and look up Nerf police real gun. It looks like a Nerf gun. And they actually painted a Glock 16 and put it together like a Nerf gun and put the Nerf gun kind of around it, kind of built it. And it literally looks like a Nerf gun. And I could see someone pointing a Nerf gun at a police officer. And it's like, oh, it's a Nerf gun. You know, I'm not going to shoot, you know. Uh, do I shoot a kid with it, you know, a younger kid with a Nerf gun? You don't as a police officer. But the scary thing is, is this gun was looks like a Nerf gun, and it's a Glock 16. And so they've arre- arrested them, and, they, and they're actually, you know, prosecuting these guys. But this— uh, the, the, But they painted
1: up a bunch of guns to look like toys. I yeah, mean, this but, was— Yeah, you know. but,
2: but this one was, like, really— this one looks really realistic. With the blue
1: stuff on the outside and the, and the just, orange. It
2: has the Nerf sticker. Wow. Has the, and if you could look at it very carefully, Cal, you you could see the Glock built into it. I yeah. mean, very carefully. Yeah. I mean, I, from a, from five feet away, I wouldn't have known that. And it looks like a Nerf gun. It just looks like a Nerf. And that's what's scary for police officers now is you got people, you know, using a Nerf gun. And, oh, it's just a Nerf gun. Don't shoot, you know. What is the thing? The officers are now they're saying don't you shoot unless you know cuz there's there's definitely defendants that have you know flashed things it's a it's been a flashlight or it's been a it's been a, a cell phone, cell phone yeah. yeah and it's and and really you, you know there's got to be a balance so it, now it,
1: they have to wait for bullets to fly
2: I don't know but what scares me now is nerf guns when you got a nerf gun that then then you know Okay, what's the argument? I guess the police officers have an argument now. Here's a case out of North Carolina that shows there's a Nerf gun. And how do you train for that now, Cal? Man, How do you train for a Nerf gun pointing at you that is, you don't know if it's a real Nerf gun or you don't know if it's a uh, gun?
1: If it's me, what the police have done is to shoot first and ask questions later to say, let God sort them out, so to speak. And that's not working anymore. No. We had a case in Northern California where a guy went out there and was shot by the police officers because he was running toward them firing. He's laying down on the ground, and and he says, I can't move, I can't move, I can't move. So the officers surround him. Thank goodness they had their ballistic shields out. And just as he got close to them, he pulls out his 9 mil and starts popping... Caps at him.
0: Oh, and uh,
2: they hit their – luckily they yeah, hit their Yeah, I mean they, they,
1: they ended up taking his life. Yeah. But my point is that you can't trust I can't move. You can't trust, oh, it's just a gun. Right. There's, or it's
2: just a nerf. A yeah, nerf, a nerf. Yeah,
1: it's just a toy. Yeah, right? you Whatever just don't the toy know. may be. Yeah, You don't so. know.
2: Even the ones now that they have the the, the guns for kids – they have they put the the orange cap on it, right? The tip, the right. tip. But how do you know it's not someone doesn't throw a tip on it and don't. A, on a normal gun? Yeah, so they, they've got to be very careful. So that's why I'm bringing this up. They're being prosecuted, but it's scary now to know that uh, they now are taking Nerf guns and making them look like I mean, make taking real guns and making them like Nerf guns. Now we've talked about prop. Uh, I mean, talk about COVID nineteen. Here's an issue, and I've worked with what's called the AAJ, and I've I'm on uh, on some some programs with them and some you know uh, associations where we look at the insurance and determine whether or not there's coverage for uh, businesses for um, you know losing money and and, and on these uh, COVID nineteen business
1: income guarantee insurance well kind of that's kind of like that, Yeah. yeah. yeah
2: yeah and so I've looked at that but here's the issue that's starting to roll in now, which is what about The universities, right, Cal? Mm -hmm. As these universities now, uh, individuals or these students are still able able to go to the university via, you know, the web and and Zoom Zoom and Mm -hmm. all that. But they don't use the facilities like they used to use them. And so now there's a class action lawsuit against Oregon State and University of Oregon uh, claiming that the students were charged too much. Um
1: so we want some of our we want some of our, some of our, uh, our money
2: back. Yeah. Now here now here's here's the arguments. Let's let's lay out the arguments on both sides. So I kind of uh, noted down uh, uh, both arguments. So the students are arguing they're not able to access the stuff that they're paying for. So their, their normal tuition includes a list of things. Okay, we're able to go to the football field. We're able to go to the, you know, use the library, physically use the library. And, and we're able to do a number of things. They say uh, as follows. They're saying college students pay the universities for libraries, gyms, campuses, facilities, activities, in-person access to the to the professors and um, a, a, a number of things like this. And, and the university,
1: so, university said, what do you need the football field for? You can watch it on TV.
2: Yeah, and, but the thing is, that 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 is they're arguing a breach of contract, Cal. They're saying you breached the contract as part of our agreement for paying this tuition. We have full access to everything. Full access to everything. What do you think? And so when we come back, we're going to talk about a few more of their arguments and the interesting counter-arguments by the university. And this isn't the first one, by the way. University of Washington's already been sued also for this. So we're gonna when we come back, we're going to talk about that. Don't forget, this hour, we're doing what's called quick takes. At the very end, I'm going to give you my quick take for the day, the most important thing for you to remember as you go to bed tonight. We'll be back. <laughs>
1: That's coming up in a little bit right here on Radio Law Talk. We appreciate your listening. Remind you, you can hear all three hours of Radio Law Talk live Saturdays, 9 to noon Pacific time, on RadioLawTalk.com. And later in the week, we'll be posting. You can hear every episode we've ever done. It's worth your time. <laughs> we'll be right back. On. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk ControlLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm.
2: Life can be full of risk.
1: <laughs> this is the best show ever. I'm mean at this time. Not really. You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now
2: back to your host, Frederick Penny. We should get an award for the best kitty bumps on radio. Aren't they great? I, we have the best kitty bumps in the I world. Love I love those kitty yeah. bumps. We we're talking about University of Oregon and Oregon State being sued in a class action lawsuit about they're charging the uh, individuals. Um, uh, the students uh, too high of a rate according to the plaintiffs in this class action lawsuit saying that, you know, what they're they're paying for is not just their education and getting a degree, but access to libraries, gyms, you know, uh, in-person, you know, meetings with professors, campus facilities, activities, football, everything, games, football right. games, everything, football everything, right. walking on the, sitting on the, on the bench, you know, that's, that's all part of the experience. Now here's the big issue. What they argue though, is that is the universities argues back saying that we're disputing that because even though this uh, first of all they're saying it's a pandemic we can't do much about it but they continue to provide the students with and I'm going I'm to quote this from them high quality education courses in person remotely and online so they're saying you're getting it just in a different way uh, and, and, uh, and 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 the big argument would be and the first thing I thought was one of the arguments back as a plaintiff. I'd say, but you know what? It's cheaper for you because now we're all not there. You don't have to clean the facilities. You don't have to do all that. And they said, no, it's actually the opposite. Don't they, have to heat
1: it and cool yeah, it. Yeah, no. heat
2: it and cool it and stuff. They're saying actually the opposite. They've had to go online. They've had to hi- hire more uh, people and do more tech, uh, pay more money for technology to make it so they can do more online. They also say... Their argument is that's the university's arguing that professors uh, quote are engaging with students, instruction and support in in providing a high quality um, blah 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 blah. Yeah. And, and,
1: and to which you the other side would and, and, you know you would say well if that's true, why is it that in every level of education the surveys and studies that are being done show that only a third of the children are actually students are actually excelling and the other third are staying the same and the other third are lagging behind if the quality is so good why isn't it working
2: well let me tell you one thing as being in, gone to a major uh, university with over 30,000 students uh, you don't even Man. have access to professors most of the time they say oh you can TA, talk to you yeah. there's no way you, you you get to see a TA if you're lucky so access to professors is Rare, unless you're in your upper class, you know classes that are smaller. But most of the main classes, the GE's, you're never going to talk to a professor.
1: Don't, they don't even lecture, do they? They usually bring in teaching assistants to lecture. In uh, many they'll cases. do both.
2: They'll yeah. do both. But yeah, that's exactly right, Cal. The university also argues that, uh, that that this is this is a once in a generation pandemic, and once a generation pandemic, you know, the value of education is still unchanged. They still get it. But it's a pandemic, you know. What, what are they supposed to do? They also argue that um, uh, they're able to access. Uh, they're, they're able to access a lot of the stuff they say they can not access, but it's just online. And they also argue that they did refund some money. So, f- for example, University of Oregon has a mandatory payment for use of the the recreation center and the student union it's mandatory in it's as part of your tuition they said they refunded that to all the students Good. so that's another one of their arguments but for the
1: schools to argue that it costs them more money uh-huh. you could always say well Yes, but the federal government has thrown so much money at education, including That's true. higher education. That's true. What, what are you complaining about? Yeah, they're I, paying for all yeah, of that. Yeah, and I don't
2: know what the again. I'd, I'd like to talk to a professor to see yeah. are they are they are they not working as hard? Are they you know is it easier online to do it or is, they is it more difficult? Could see
1: the feet up on the desk like you just. That's yeah. exactly
2: right. <laughs> but what, they're also they're also arguing. The plaintiffs now are arguing the class action that it's an unjust enrichment to the universities they are making too much money. Uh, they also knowingly. Uh, are receiving uh, full uh, tuition and full amount when they know uh, that they're actually not using that and they're charging too much. But again, they're saying, oh, then, then they, they're back at it saying, oh, no, technology's more expensive. So here we go. This is going on. We're going to see what happens. This is not the first one. Apparently, University of Washington's being sued, uh, and I'm sure that there's, there's a number of them down the line. That's an interesting one, though, Cal. I just don't it know. It is, I agree. I'm not quite sure which side to jump on. Uh, But I I am telling – I I do agree with one thing. The students definitely are not using – or able to use the facilities. Let, let, let's talk about art. If you say you, you, you're, you your degree is in art, sure. you need the art class. You need to go in there. You need to paint. You need the, the people there. You need you the know. kiln if you're doing the sculpture yeah, thing. Whatever, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. So yeah. I don't know how that applies or how that works. But all I'm saying, Cal, is I think the students do have an argument. And so I'm kind of leaning a little bit their way. But, but yet I can see that... The university is saying, well, what else do you want us to do? Well, We're I would doing say this.
1: I would say show me the numbers. I don't uh-huh. care about the pandemic. I want to know if I'm yeah. getting an adequate compensatory value for what I'm paying. So show, if you say that it's really costing you more and you're not getting that backfilled by the feds or the state, show me the, show me the numbers. Right. You know. right.
2: Well, you know, as well as I do, Cal, numbers can be manip- well, manipulated. I mean, That's to, true. Some degree, to some That's degree. True. Well, let's move on. Let's say, okay, Now, here's an interesting one to me. Because this is in California, and why is it that it's important that it's in California? This is a union issue and a property rights issue. Everyone says it's a business issue. I see it as a property rights issue and an issue against the unions. And what this is all about is whatever happens here, if this happens in California, it's going to sweep the nation, I believe, because other lawsuits by Farm businesses are going to occur. So what happens is in 1975, there was a law that was passed. It's basically called the California Labor Regulate. It's a California uh, Labor Regu- Regulation. And because of Cesar Chavez got this 1975 uh, law passed that allows unions to access farms okay, and other agricultural businesses in order to organize the union right and in order to recruit uh, these unions now, now let's think back this now this is this is an argument that the businesses argue and i'm kind of i agree with them on this and and the reason is is they wanted to have access of the unions needed access to these migrant workers that are Usually just stuck on the farm and don't go outside the farm. They want to get
1: in there, make their promises to them and say sign up for the union. Right. And and
2: that's what they do. But, but, but you have property rights also. Okay. But let's, let's back up in 75. The only way to really talk is to meet them face to face. Now with Instagram, you know, Facebook and social media and emails, there's ways you can access these people because their whole argument, the union's argument is, well, we can't access them. Uh, and we have to show up to the farm in order to access these people. And that's not true nowadays. It's completely different. But what the, what's happened is there was two businesses in California. One, okay, let me back up. I forgot to. So it, it, they can't just come in under the law, the 1975 law, and just come in and talk to any of the workers at any time. Number one, they have to give notice. Number two, they ha- or they have to uh, arrive either during the non-working hours, after or before, or during lunchtime, um, uh, so they gotta be notified. Uh, arrive and, off, arrive shift. off off shift, and, and 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 basically not be disruptive. You know that that's what it is. So what happened in this case is there's two there's two specific lawsuits, two two specific companies that have brought brought the lawsuit, and one was a seat called Cedar Point, and apparently uh, these people came on. Um, didn't really give notice. Maybe it was Fowler Packing. Uh, there's Fowler Packing in Cedar Point, uh, and I don't, I'm not quite sure which ones did which. But one of them is the union people came on, didn't give notice, and um, just you know were holding red. You know, bandanas and doing almost like a little protest. Right. Saying, "Look, this is getting get ridiculous." Almost
1: like a strike, and they yeah. weren't even members of the union. Yeah, right. and
2: they're coming on to their property, and they have about 500 employees. Another one has about a thousand employees, and these are a lot of these California workers that are that are packing. They're big packers, um, and these little towns called Doris. So they're the ones that brought this lawsuit. So their argument is this is an issue, and it's a property rights issue. <clears throat> they they have access. This is the, the 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 businesses arguing. They have access to these people to unionize to gather outside the property. But for them to have the rights to come in and, and at any time and they and oh by the way I gotta say I can't remember the exact time they they only have a certain amount of times they can come under the 1975 law. They can only come so three hours per day and 120 days per year, which by the way is quite a bit. Yeah, um, but. Um, the unions arguing, look, we don't even use that that often. We don't come that often, and and if and, and the argument is a slippery slope. If that if you start there, then what? El- who else isn't be able to come on and regulate these farms or ranches? Well, I say, well, the union's not the government. That's the difference. The government should have access because they have to do that for safety reasons. But the union's arguing, well, now, will the government be able to do that anymore? Well, of course they will because they have – it's the government, but the union's not the government. So this lawsuit's going on. This is a very important lawsuit, and and the United States Supreme Court is hearing it. They've already heard the arguments, Cal.
1: That's interesting. And
2: uh, it's going to be interesting with the – how conservative uh, supposedly the courts are, see what's going to happen.
1: Because normally the, the the conservatives would argue that the courts have tilted toward organized labor almost exclusively. So that'll yeah. be interesting to see what the Supreme Court does this Yeah, time.
2: we'll see. We'll right. be back. We're going to do, do a final uh, lead-out, Cal. We made all three hours just you right. and I. It's we been a good survived. time. We
1: have Congratulations to you, Fred. So uh, when we come back a little bit more uh, stuff to talk about and Fred's quick takes coming yes, up. Yes, most important. Right here on Radio right. Law Talk. No, go ahead.
0: Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The
1: airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA.
0: d d dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. That's 800-814-5108.
1: I've got to get my car washed, this dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today, I don't know
3: what I do. And I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Hop uh-huh. inside, let's take a ride and watch this better shine. Just
2: come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Uh-huh. Quick, quack, car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. How did that
1: happen? This is Radio Law Talk. And now, back to the show.
2: Thanks for hanging on to us, KBRA 95.9 FM in Freer, Texas. This is the three-hour show of Radio Law Talk. We've got so much to talk about. It's so fun and so enjoyable with Cal and I. I, Have you heard of Craig Carton? He's apparently a radio guy. Who? His name's Craig Carton. I don't know who he is.
1: It's not familiar to me. Yeah, but uh, Yeah.
2: Yeah. Anyway, so this individual apparently he's got his own radio show, um, and a- apparently he uh, was convicted of wire and securities fraud in oh, 2018. Yeah, yeah. He was a
1: sports jock
3: in New oh, York. Oh, was he yeah, in yeah, New York? Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
2: For apparently he misused funds from investors that uh, gave him money to buy tickets. Apparently, and uh, apparently he used it for paying off some of his gambling debts. Yeah. And by yeah, the way, nice little
1: ticket scheme. He got people to give him money for tickets so he could pay off his. Illicit yeah. gambling. Yeah.
2: yeah, and that's that's a, that's another whole topic we can talk about, yeah. Cal gambling. Don't get into it, man. I Please. tell you. As bizarre as it sounds, Cal, and what well, we gamble every day, man. We you know, we put money into our four oh one K. That's a gamble. But anyway, uh, long and, story and to short, our business.
1: Life is yeah, a gamble. Yeah. Life is man. a gamble. But, why make but, it difficult? Yeah. but
2: between you and I, Cal, and we don't have any no, no, we have no sponsors that are casinos. No. I know one thing and one thing only. There's a reason why they have big houses and big mansions and big huge uh, facilities is because uh they win. And you know what? I, I cal I'm dead serious. I can't ever remember putting even a nickel in a slot machine my whole life. I, I I'm weird about that. I'm I'm like I'm not gonna give them the satisfaction of taking my money. I'm just not I'm just that way. I and confess
1: I did a diamond I won ten bucks and I stopped right there.
2: Wow.
1: I stopped that's it. Yeah. I'm done. Whew. I'm playing on the house's money, baby. I am uh. (laughs) not. I am not
2: because I know I'm going to lose it. And I don't want to get started on something that I'll probably, you know, Get going and enjoy. And I have a lot of – we have a lot of friends we know that love doing it. And it's a it's kind of a social thing for a lot of people too, but it's not for me. But anyway – Yeah, I'm not this, one to make donations to the casino. Yes, either. neither yeah. am I. But what's interesting about this one is you know, he was convicted and he has to pay retri- retribution to the individuals of $435,000 in, in restitution. And what he's trying to do is apparently he's back on the air and he's doing well financially. And he's saying – Okay, I want to pay it off and get it done because t- technically until that's all done, he's still in the custody of the Bureau of the of, of, of the Prisons, and I, he served a few years, and he's uh, – let's see. It's about a year uh, – th- he's in one year of his three-and-a-half-year sentence, but I believe it's out of his house, which I, I – that's smart. You know, that's that's a good idea. He's got the ankle bracelet on, and he apparently he's doing a show from, from his house. Yeah,
1: everybody in COVID – I talked to a friend of mine who does morning radio in New York, and he yeah. said – he said, I sound better at home than I do in the studio. I have a better microphone. But he said, I haven't been back to the studio for a year and a half. It's
2: crazy. crazy. It? Yeah. But what's, and it's crazy. Uh, and it's changed our lives. But yeah. anyway, he's trying to say, look, let me get this over with. Let me pay these reparations to these people. I've got the money now. And the judges are like... You know, it takes time to do this and to get this through the system and he's having problems and he can't get it paid off. He's trying to pay the restitution as fast as he can and and they're not allowing him to ha- allowing it to happen, but um he's already paid uh, 25,000 to some victims um and he's just try- and 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 part of his paycheck has to go uh apparently his, his full restitution is like around 4.8 million but uh, the situation is he's trying to pay it off quicker, and the judge saying, judges are going, yeah, we just, we're not that fast. Such
1: an insane we're, we're amount gonna, of money.
2: I, well, the funny thing is, is can I pay this off right as fast as I can? No. Nah, we're just going to let it drag on. We're, we're
1: bureaucrats, you know. We, I don't we, no, don't I'm just move like, too fast. I'm just like, <laughs> if, I, if I'm the victim
2: going, you yeah, get the money over here. We also have a paralegal I want to talk about that reviewed. This was an interesting thing that I wasn't sure about that uh, I've I've reviewed this before. Um, There's a paralegal apparently in Connecticut that appeals court ruled on behalf of the 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 paralegal that is also a notary. And and this notary, when you notarize, my general understanding is, and and I'm I'm wrong in Connecticut. I I, when I first thought this, uh, my first initial reaction was, when you notarize, you're notarizing what the signature. That's all you're notarizing. is. Fred Penny the signed this document. Yes. He's
1: proved it to my satisfaction. Yes. Right. And right.
2: that's what you're signing. Right. That's what you're notarizing. You're not notarizing the details of the document or what's in the document. And apparently an attorney in this firm uh, uh, did something improper, uh, uh, apparently, and, and this is allegations, that uh, he was late on the court date and the date was... You kind of backdated it. Let's see. Was did he exact backdate it or something to that uh, effect? Um, and and she knew that he wasn't supposed to do that. But the question is, was she notarizing just that this is a signature? And what he puts in his affidavit to the court—that's between the lawyer and the court. And and but I. But my understanding is, after I study this a little more, is that uh, a notary um, in Connecticut. Um, if they, they're not allowed to perform any official act with the intent to defraud or deceive or, um, but
1: they weren't attempting to, right,
2: right. right? But, uh, quote, outline a public policy against knowingly assisting an affidavit and submitting false statements to a court.
1: So there you go. And so
2: there we go. So I'm, I'm on the paralegal side now because I, I, I'm not saying you should even do it if, if you know, but what's going on within the affidavit, but the affidavit's between that individual and in the court or whatever the affidavit's for, because I worry about, like, a, uh, I'd say not necessarily a paralegal, but a, a a notary getting in trouble because, oh, what was all in the affidavit was 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 a lie well i don't, I'm just doing i don't read the affidavit I'm just here to say that's their signature but
1: i'm I'm getting from the scenario that the paralegal worked in that lawyer's office and yes. had direct first hand yes. knowledge that it was fraudulent yes. yeah. yeah
2: no i I think definitely uh, and the and the appellate court upheld uh the uh, held on the paralegal side because she was she was uh fired and they said uh, oh you're just fired for other reasons and then she's like no that's not right um and, and I, see that's the yeah. point you've got yeah.
1: someone who's holding the big hammer over over yeah. you controls your professional yeah. life and say lie for me or you'll get fired and she did
2: yeah. yeah so anyway that's what's going on with that one that's the latest that's a at appellate court but it's interesting to note i thought it was just like all you're doing is looking at the signature and validating the signature. maybe that's the case in california i haven't looked at it in detail but uh those of you who are notaries probably know the answer better than i do but that's interesting Another important thing that, uh, that I was looking at when we are talking about the free press. Okay, let's talk about the press. Okay. Um, you know, freedom of press is, is, most in, is very important to you and I, Cal. It's in the First Amendment. And, and the what first, are the first, I first I things they enumerated, right. right? An Iowa jury just acquitted a journalist recently who was pepper sprayed uh, covering a protest and was arrested because she wouldn't disperse. When they asked her to disperse, leave. And then uh, – now, this is, this is where it gets fuzzy, and I don't know the details of this, so we'd like to know the details. Because I've talked to some judges before and some and officers before, and there's a lot of times you get arrested for just being a jerk. Not that you're not you can't you can't be arrested for a jerk, but there's there's tic tac laws that you can be arrested for, and a lot of times officers will just ignore it. But if you're a jerk, sometimes they do that.
1: And you have to pass the attitude test.
2: That's exactly what it's called, the attitude right. test. Good right. question. So in this case, this is a case where uh, she just said, "No, I'm not. I'm not going to." disperse i'm a journalist and she said she was a journalist and told the officer that and apparently uh something occurred and she wouldn't wouldn't leave and so he arrested her i don't know if she had credentials or if she showed credentials but obviously she was a legitimate um uh journalist because her uh her company that's that's one of the big national ones supported her defense and it was only a few hours and they uh they, uh, they uh, acquitted her and, and well, let her go. Well, what's
1: interesting yeah. about that is the reason. one of the reasons the news media should be there and allow relatively unfettered access right. is to observe the actions of the police department. That's right. And are there are any police officers that don't like the fact that reporters want or do that during heated situations <laughs> like this.
2: But now, see, that's the old days. Cal, nowadays, everyone's a reporter. They all have their cell phones, yeah, right? So sure. it's like, okay, the purpose of them being there is to, to get it get the, and put the news out. You know what? A kid there with a cell phone that has a Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook account or a TikTok account can put it out within a matter of minutes, yeah. right? Yeah,
1: but it's not right? the same.
2: But it's, it's not, not the not. same. And yeah. then the, but, but hallelujah, at least the freedom of the press uh, wins that one. So. Next week, when we come back, it'll be Cal and I, and who knows if we have any co-hosts. I don't know. Uh, we, we, we we learned Cal, we can do without him. Yeah, so I maybe we'll maybe we out. can just fire him, huh? <laughs> nah. We'll uh, we that. like him. All right. Before we do anything, we do what's called a quick take. And, and look, you only remember a few seconds of this three hours is what I want you to remember. Brad, Jolie, Johnny, and Amber, we love your films. I'm here for you. I'll mediate for one day only. Your cases for free. Call Radio Law Talk, 855-LAW-RADIO, <laughs> Jolie, Brad, Johnny, and Amber. With that, Cal, thanks for hanging and, out yeah. with me. Thanks for being my friend. It's an honor, Fred. We'll you see know, you next you. week, man. Thanks for listening,
1: folks. See you then. legend bob eubanks you know as part of hollywood for a long time i've seen my fair share of celebrities get in trouble with the irs well there's one name i trust the tax defense group They're the most trusted name in tax. So if you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS, you really need to call my friends at the Tax Defense Group. Ignoring the IRS is not the solution. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, seize your home or business. But the Tax Defense Group could put a stop to all of that and tailor a program that would reduce your tax debt to pennies on the dollar. you got to love that. So don't just take my word for it. Call them. Find out for yourself. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee, and they're open 24 hours a day because they know that tax debt doesn't sleep either. Call now for your free and confidential tax analysis from the most trusted name in tax. Call 800-832-1594. 800-832-1594.